Welcome to Fearless Conversations, a podcast for professional working moms who want to feel more confident, have more impact, and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm your host, former Big Four, certified mindset coach, and mom, Anya Morgan. Listen in to learn how to feel more self-assured, how to own the value you bring in your role, and how to deal with challenging situations easily and drama-free. If you're a mum in professional services who wants to feel better and get more done, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Have you ever wondered why you don't just follow like advice or obvious common sense that makes so much sense when you hear it? And logically, you can see that if you would do that thing, it would make your life so much easier. Like, Get more organized is great advice when we feel overwhelmed or like stop ruminating and just focus on what's in your control is really great advice when you're losing a lot of time and energy on a colleague that's driving you up the walls or how if we have revenue goals advice just make a business development plan make sure that you continue to broaden your network stay in contact with people in your network is really good and solid advice and it is exactly what we would need to be doing in order to move things on for us. So why don't we just do this stuff? Today, I'm talking about what stops us from taking really good, even obvious sounding, common sense advice and why we don't do that. When I was just back to work after that first maternity leave I told you about in episode one and really struggling to feel like I couldn't really keep on top of everything, I had this feeling that I had to be better organized And yet my day and diary, home and office were really very organized. Like when I was looking around at what I could do, I did feel like I had organized everything I could organize, but still I was struggling with not really feeling like my days were my own. I didn't want to be, but I was logging on most evenings. Sometimes I was working the weekend and it's not like I think that we should never work at night or at the weekend. I think sometimes we want and need to, but I didn't want to. And when you're not thinking that it's necessary really given your workload but you're still doing it anyway it's really exhausting to be constantly waiting for inputs from other people in order to be able to finish what you're doing or to know that meetings that were held during the day weren't a good use of time and that's why you're now having to log on at night working that way feels really exhausting and really overwhelming So one of the first things that um, that very first coach I told you about had me look at was my thoughts about time. So I'm not talking about calendar management or timekeeping or anything like that, just like what I believe to be true about time. And like many people do today, I didn't believe there were enough hours in the day. I just couldn't have enough time, like space on my calendar to be doing all the things I wanted and had to be doing the way I wanted to be doing them. And when I looked at what I actually did during the course of the day, I saw just how I would prove this thought true. So I'd be sitting in meetings for which I had no clear agenda, no clear inputs to make or outputs to gather. And I would sit there from beginning to end. And I wouldn't really question that. You're invited to a meeting. If you can go, you go. You assume that the person who's invited you has invited you for good reasons that you should be at that meeting. Or I would listen to people talking around and round in circles, like never coming down to land on a point, going to circle back to that, let's circle back to that, let's just, you know, table that. And I would be irritated 
about it, but I would accept it too as the way things are done. So that's just the way things flow. That's the way they evolve. I certainly wouldn't have questioned it or tried to change it. And I also accepted other people being cavalier about how they communicated with me about their time as normal. So, you know, oh, we'll get that to you by one and you can rework it and we can send it out. It's not there by one. I'm leaving the office at four. It finally arrives at eight. Now I have to pick it up at nine and rework it in order to get it on. I would accept that even though irritated, I would do it because it was just the way things were done. So for me, there actually weren't enough hours in the day for me to get everything done that I wanted to get done because of how my thoughts had set me up, not questioning the way I was doing things or being courageous enough to take a step away from the way things were done in order to do things better for the company that I worked for. So I could really see that like by sitting in ineffective, unstructured meetings, I was complicit in time wasting on my own part. And then I had to pay for that later. And by not chasing down people for inputs that I'd need, I was also complicit in squandering my time, virtually guaranteeing I'm going to have to log on later or work the weekend. And when I looked at how I thought about time, I could really see I didn't believe time was mine to use productively. And so I wasn't taking responsibility for the choices that I made about how I used my time. And it doesn't matter how dialed in or how good looking our calendar, office and home systems are. To be organized really means to have a clear approach about how we manage our time, resources and responsibilities. And being able to do that requires us to have our priorities front and center. If we're wasting hours every day as a result of not being sure where our time is going, we simply can't be organized. And if the way we communicate with the people we work with leaves enough kind of flex and gray area that we're regularly going to be picking up where they off, where they left off at times we would never choose to, then we're going to be feeling like we're out of control with our time. And when this is the way that everyone around us works, if scheduling meetings that too many people are invited to is common practice, if leadership aren't good at coming down on making decisions and empowering others to make them decisions on their behalf and move on, and if the culture has baked into it an acceptance of inefficient ways of working, and we work like that too, we buy into the whole way things are done around here, overwhelm is absolutely inevitable. We're never going to feel like we're organized because we're participating by the things that we're doing ourselves in our time wasting even though it's breaking our hearts that we're wasting so much time. We're going to feel like time is completely out of our control in that situation, as opposed to being able to clearly prioritize and then make good and effective decisions about where the hours we do have in our day are going to go. So how we think and therefore use time is a key pillar in how we think about organization and prioritization. So feeling overwhelmed and somebody said to you, okay, I need you to get better organized, you know, plan out your week, take control of the week. If you have this big leak in what the activities of your week are bringing you to in terms of output, you are going to feel that in terms of how you feel about what you've done that week. Thinking and doing are completely connected. So asking, oh, why can't I be better organized? What's missing? What's missing? 
what do I need to do more in order to feel like I'm getting more done requires you to go into the thinking that you have about what has to be done in order that you can do. And this is what sensible, common, practical, even the most obvious sounding advice fails to take account of. When we're not doing the things that seem really, really obvious, it's because on the level of our thinking, we aren't able to get there. So what good, obvious, seeming, sensible things are you not doing that you'd like to be doing? The reason you're not doing them isn't because you're too lazy or too incompetent. And it's also honestly very likely that it's nothing to do with being very busy. It's most likely you're thinking things that make doing them really difficult, even impossible from the level of your thinking about them. What we think both consciously and subconsciously drives everything we do or don't do and every reaction that we have. But what do I mean when I say that? Like I'm talking about thinking, what do we think? Or what is even a thought? Somebody asked me recently, what is a thought? So in the very next episode after this one, I'm going to explore that separately. What is a thought? What do we think? Why do we think the way we think? I want you to have an understanding of the way it is that your mind works with thoughts in order that you can get on board with mindset as being a tool to help you move forward. So I'll see you there in the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, I want to invite you to click subscribe so that you hear any future episodes of this podcast as they drop. Also, if you heard me say something today that you think would help another woman that you know, then please be sure to share that podcast with her and I'm sure she will be so thankful. Speak soon.